Hello, my friends, and welcome back to episode 181 of the Informed Catholic, episode 181. Uh, this is the uh, second week of Advent. We're on Sunday, second week of Advent. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is episode 181, Uh It's from Isaiah chapter 30. O people of Zion, behold, the Lord will come to save the nations, and the Lord will make the glory of his voice heard in the joy of your heart. Amen. Okay, so now uh, we're going to go. We can't say the Gloria because we're not in that. We're in the, uh, we don't say the Gloria during Advent season, uh, but we can say the penance, right? And uh, we'll start off with the um the Kiri, the Lord have mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Kiri elision, Kiri elision, Kiri elision. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, Kiri elision, Kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary of a Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Okay, let's go back here. All right. All right. Now, uh, the um, readings are from the Sunday, because we're in the uh, third cycle. Because it's years, uh, again, I hate this letters, year C. Okay, God is leading Israel in joy, proclaims Isaiah. Today's first reading uh, rings with jubilation. How can I bring this joy into my circle of family and friends and co-workers by continuing to grow in love? As Paul prays in the second reading, in, in my own corner of the universe, may all flesh see the salvation of God. Okay. Okay, this is uh, from uh, a reading from the book of the prophet Baruch, Jerusalem, God will show you splendor, chapter 5, verse 1 to 9, a reading from the book of the prophet Baruch, Jerusalem, take off your robe of mourning and misery, put on the splendor of, of, of glory from God forever, wrapped in the cloak of justice from God, bear on your head the mitre that displays the glory of the eternal name. For God will show all the earth your splendor. You will be named by God forever. The peace of justice, the glory of God's worship. Up, Jerusalem, stand upon the heights. Look to the east and see your children. Gathered from the east and west at the word of the Holy One. Rejoicing that they are remembered by God led away on foot by their enemies they left you but God will bring them back to you 
borne aloft in glory as on a royal throne. For God has commanded that at every lofty mountain be made low, and at the age-old depths and gorgs be filled to level ground, that Israel may advance secure in the glory of God. The forests and every fragrant kind of tree have overshadowed Israel at God's command, for God is leading Israel in joy by the light of his glory, with his mercy and justice for company. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. So, we're not reading in Isaiah. This is now the uh, Baruch. He was actually a secretary to Jeremiah. But, hey, God calls uh, many different people to be prophets. And uh, he helped Jeremiah record all the... Um, um, write things down, scrolls, and he witnessed with Jeremiah the um, the, uh, the destruction of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, take off your robe of mourning and misery. Put on the splendor of glory from God forever. The Jerusalem is meant to be a type picture of the kingdom of heaven, God's kingdom. And of course, it's a city that suffered unfortunately a lot of uh, apostasy and seen a lot of war and a lot of betrayal a lot of uh, tragedy and broken hearts and God here is speaking about a future a different kind of Jerusalem that will have um, take off its uh, penitent repented clothes and then finally be dressed up as a beautiful bride to show the glory of God forever. Wrapped in the cloak of justice from God, bear on your head the mitre that displays the glory of eternal name, like the priestly mitre, what uh, the, the bishops wear, uh, that shows the glory of the eternal name. For God will show all the earth your splendor. You will be named by God forever, the peace of justice, the glory of God's worship. Everything that a, a, a Christian people should be. We all should be people who worship and love God, appreciate creation, appreciate the salvation, and want everyone to be saved. Everyone. Up Jerusalem, stand upon the heights, look to the east and see your children gathered from east and west at the word of the Holy One. All, this is basically speaking at the end of time when finally all all would be coming from north, east, south, west. All are coming. Rejoice at, rejoice that they are remembered by God. Remember earlier about the names, the names of those who are lowly, humble, like, the, like God knows the names of all the stars of heaven. Um, led away on foot, rejoicing at the, at the earth, remembered by God. They are led away on foot by the enemies they left uh, by, by their enemies. They left you, but God will bring them back to you. In other words, all the temptations, the, the sinful temptations, the enemy, and now they are being called back. They come back, they, they will bring them back to you. Born aloft in glory as on a royal throne, for God has commanded. Okay, so they will be like kings. 
because the, those who are saved will be, we, we are in a sense royalty. Christ is king. Mary is our queen. And, you know, that's, that's true. And that, that every lofty mountain will be made low and that the age old depths and gorgs we filled to level ground. Now the, all the, the, the rotting foundation, everything will be fixed. The Israel, that Israel may, may advance secure in the glory of God. The forests and every fragrant kind of tree uh, have overshadowed Israel at God's command. The forests and every fragrant kind of tree have overshadowed Israel at God's command. For God is leading Israel in joy by the light of his glory with, with his enemies and, uh, and justice for company. The forests, I guess it's a call back to, again, paradise, creation. Um, going back to times where innocent, no, not all these temptations, these bribes, the, this obsession to dominate and control perversity, alcoholism, drugs, gang violence, all that stuff is not worth it. Only the city, we should look forward to the kingdom of heaven. You know, kingdom of heaven. All right, let's move uh, on from there. Okay, Psalm 126. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. When the Lord brought, brought back the captives of Zion, we were like men dreaming. Then our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with rejoicing. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Then they said, um, they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the torrents of the southern desert. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Although they go forth weeping, carrying their seed to be sown, they shall come back rejoicing, carrying their sheaves. The Lord has got, done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Okay. This, uh, again, is a post-exile psalm. This is after they returned from the 70-year exile. First they went, they were taken to Babylon. And then during that 70 exile, the Persian Empire conquered the Babylonian Empire. And the fulfillment of their exile is between Babylon and Persia. And they came back home to their land. And coming home, in a sense, it's like for us, it's for the Christian, it's a foreshadowing. It's, in a sense, it's two pictures. It's a picture of uh, penance, uh, uh, exiled, uh, sort of like when you sin, you're in exile. You are not in 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 the state of grace. And so, this exile for the Jews is a is a is a is a type image of of sin. Again, a picture of like being kicked out of the garden, like Adam and Eve, and then coming back again is. Like being born again, rising up with the ashes like a like a a a, a bird. Um, I forgot the name of it, uh, but anyway, it's a, that mythological bird, a phoenix, and that's that's the whole point. And now, of course, 
you know, this, this is a picture of it. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, you got to deal with, uh, you know, modern interpretations don't look at it this way, but it is, you know, coming back, sowing of the seed, enjoying the harvest, living in God's graces. It's like heaven on earth. They're back again. But of course, everything is short lived with the world of empires. Okay, let's uh, move on to the second reading. Okay, the second reading, it's from the um, letter of St. Paul to the Philippians, chapter 1, verse, six to, uh, verse 4 to 6, and 8 to 11. Chapter 1 uh, of Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 1, verse 4 to 6, 8 to 11. Show yourselves pure, blameless, for the day of Christ. I pray always with joy in my in my every prayer for all of you because of your partnership for the gospel from the first day until now I am confident of this that the one who began a good work in you will continue to complete it until the day of Christ. Jesus Christ Jesus, God is my witness, how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer that you, that your love may increase ever more and more in knowledge and every kind of uh, per perception to discern what is of value so that you may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. And one more time. I pray always with joy in, in my every prayer. I pray always with joy in my every prayer for you, for all of you, because of your partnership for the gospel. From the first day until now, I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work in you will continue to complete it until, until the day of Christ Jesus. God is my witness, how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may increase ever more and more in knowledge and uh, and every kind of perception to discern what is of a value so that you may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. You know, one of the things that came to my mind as I was reading this, um, we, um, it's true, uh, what, uh, Bishop Robert Barron said that when he was in seminary, they weren't, they weren't taught the fathers. They weren't taught, uh, anything about the early, the early church saints, you know, those who came after the apostles like Polycarp and the martyrs, the great martyrs, the stories, you know, um, on my audible, I have, uh, the story of uh, a dramatization of St. Patrick. Um, I have one of St. Francis of Assisi. 
he's much later, but still. And I have um, one about St. Cecilia, St. Cecilia. And the other day I saw something about uh, St. Augustine and his mother, Monica, about his conversion. And really, with all honesty, I think we need to study and read this to, to really get to know them, uh, to encourage our faith. I mean, I mean, who doesn't love, like, say, uh, a 19th century saint like St. Bernadette Subiru of Lourdes? And then there's the story of the Fatima, the children of Fatima. That's something I, I want to continue to learn more about. I want to continue even to read the writings of St. Louis Montfort. All this stuff. I mean, I don't know why, but I it came to my mind about this uh, as I'm reading this for some reason. And, you know... You know, um, Paul says, I pray, I pray always with joy and, and in my every prayer for, for all of you because of your partnership with the gospel. From the first day until now, I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work in you will continue to complete it until the day of Christ. Jesus, God is my witness and I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer that your love may increase ever more and more in knowledge and of every kind of perception to discern what is of value. That's the thing. We live in a time now where we put our values in the wrong things. This is a word you should re always remember and learn more about. Momento mori. Remember your death. We are not all guaranteed that we're going to live tomorrow or go. We don't know what's going to happen to us. We, we, we saw so much uh, during the shutdown and people did die from the, from the virus, those who were fragile, who had fragile health, sensitive health, and that's true. But at the same time, we saw everything fall apart. We saw suddenly the world go on fire and we saw statues being torn down we saw all the, this nonsense and and corrupt politicians we don't know what's going to happen we don't know but we need to be holy saints we got brothers and sisters in other countries dying from persecution we got we don't even realize what horror that some people are going through in some countries christians are living under uh, a non-christian government I mean, our government is not even Christian. I mean, the Democrats, if they have it their way, they they would they probably gonna. Who knows what they'll bring down upon us? We got these Antifa people. We got BLM. They just want to watch the whole world burn. And there's still a lot of young people are so unhappy that they that they even they 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 don't realize they're megalomaniacs. They want a socialized government. They want a government that will give them time to do art. To, to express themselves, uh, you know, let's make money grow on trees and everything. It's not going to happen. Don't put your value in this materialistic world. We all do it. I do it. You know, I want to have a lot of that. I wish I had a big library full of books, of books on, on, on the faith. I wish I had more time to study. But unfortunately, I got to get up in the morning and go clock in and um, work some hours and so I can pay the bill take care of my mom you know it's not always a guarantee we need to really become saints 
And I know I'm not one to talk about it because I know my weakness very well. But this is something that's been on my mind a lot. And I, and, and I'm, it's constantly coming to my mind. I, the Holy Spirit, my guardian angel, um, my own consciousness, my own um, awareness of my own sinful uh, weakness, my own weaknesses, definitely. But we need more uh, to become saints. This, this era that we're living in is a selfish, decadent era. More than ever before with technology and selfish and lazy. And I know I am lazy. So, okay, let's move on to the gospel. All right, so let's begin. Uh, the Alleluia uh, is from Luke chapter 3, verse 4 to 6. Alleluia, Alleluia, prepare, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia, Alleluia. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia, Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was Tidrach of Galilee, and his brother Philip, Tidrach of the region of Ituria, and Terracanitus, and Licinius was Tidrach of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the desert. John went throughout the whole region of Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As, is it, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding road shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. So, we got to this beginning of Luke's Gospel. The 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. Luke places that in there because he's telling us precisely that the gospel happened during this particular time. He's placing Jesus, the word made flesh, the, his ministry beginning at this particular time. Um, it's interesting, the other day, um, someone uh, I was watching on YouTube mentioned that, you know, how they attacked um, the, Luke, Luke's gospel, claiming that Luke made a mistake exactly uh when 
the census. It was all about the census. And this is something I've heard for years and years and years that Luke was wrong because he got um, Quirinius, this particular governor of Syria, uh, that it was a decade after Jesus was born. And in a uh, library in, uh, in, in England, somewhere in England, in a museum, I'm guessing, they found a coin with a different Quirinius. And it's dated exactly from the time that Jesus would have been born. And it's a Quirinius that, for some reason, was not, uh, that was overlooked in history. It was definitely not the Quirinius that had minted coins from a different era, but it was different. Uh, th- th- this that this was particular Quirinius. It most lo- most likely was two different men, a decade behind, uh, a decade apart. That is, so Luke was was very precise in his in his, and a lot of people wanted to find. They always look for these little um, these particular things to disprove, even to disprove the the the, whole, the death of the holy innocents. And more and more, I always believe that God will prove the world wrong. And it does happen. So, yeah, I mean, that's one. It's probably not going to satisfy the scholars. They're not going to be satisfied with it. But it was proved that Pontius Pilate was real. And for a while, nobody could find any evidence of him. It most likely there was a Quirinius. Maybe it was a time when... There was a lot of disruption in the government and records were probably lost and there was a lot of uprising, political uprisings and stuff like that. But I think, I know, I'm confident that the, that the, um, that God will prove the world wrong always. I'm not worried. Um, and I think these particular arguments are expected to happen. You know, if someone doesn't believe and someone hates the Christian faith, hates the Bible, and no matter what you give them, they're not going to believe. I mean, you can't expect people to always agree. It's expected that there will be disagreements, and that there is going to be expected that with time, that there will be discrepancies within the in the records. I mean, you're talking about two thousand years. Not everything is 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 has to be proved. And not everything has to be proven, uh, has to be proven to the world. We're not answerable to that. But history, I think, and archaeology in time will prove that the world is wrong, that the gospel is true. And yet, even if you do prove it, if you even if you find all the evidence, will they will they care? No, they're not going to care. Will they believe that Jesus is God? They're not going to believe. Even if God himself came down from heaven and got on his knees, they're never going to believe. Their pride is never going to allow them to believe. So who cares? But here we have names. We have um, Herod, that is Herod Antipas, Titrach of Galilee, and then his brother Philip, who... His wife Herodias left him for his brother Herod. Was Titrach of Abilene. During the high uh, of, uh, you know, then you have someone by the name of uh, uh, Titrach of the region of uh, Aturia. He was actually, he was Titrach of two regions. Of Aturia, 
I'm sorry, I got. I think I got a couple of things wrong here. Let me correct myself. Herod was Titrach of Galilee, and his brother Philip was Titrach of the region of Aeturia and Terracanidas. And Licinius was Titrach of Abilene during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas. You see, he puts, he puts those two together because they're connected. And the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the desert. John the Baptist which um, the, uh, the, the Jewish historian uh, Josephus makes mention to him. And he makes mention a little bit to Jesus and he makes mention to of, uh, of uh, James, the cousin of Jesus. It's fascinating. And then you, he has this quote of, um, from Isaiah, but it's, it just goes to show you that God came into time and history, took on a mortal identity, a human identity, participated in the political, social, economic um, uh, struggles of this world, consecrated it, made it holy, made living and living and being human holy. Not a you know not not an insignificant. For 30 years, he lived in a small town, worked, paid his taxes, participated in family life, family crisis, family tragedies, family joys, celebrated, uh, danced, took part in, birth, in births and weddings, uh, worked, worked a hard job, you know, uh, as a craftsman a carpenter, uh, planted, you know, it shows you took part in funerals of, of, of people who passed. It just goes to show you that he consecrated human existence, that he made being human valuable. He gave value to individuality, to personhood, because he became a person. He became, he lived, he knew he was God. And he took part in the everyday life of human beings. People who will never, he knew people that you and I will never know. Names we will never know. Friends of his, we, uh, that he had made and, and valued, we'll never know. It's conversations we will never know. But the fact that reason why we can say we know but we will never know the small details, is because he became an actual person. He became an everyday human person. You know, tried out um, different sandals, worked barefooted, um, you know, took part in, in, uh, in, in festivals, took part in work and labor, like every other worker, like guys I see who get up and go to work to do construction. You see them, you recognize them by their helmets, by their tool bag, by their uh, vests that they got to wear, by the boots that's covered in dust, you know, their toolkit and everything. He got up and went to work. That's, that's Jesus of Nazareth. That's Jesus who is the son of God. This is what he did. This is something to think about. And he prayed. 
He prayed. He took part in, in labor, got bucket of water, uh, <laughs> watered the donkey, milked the cow, went and got eggs. You know, it's just that's him. This is this is what he did. He became like us. All right, let's go to the closing prayers. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. And rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and look forward to the resurrection of the dead and life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Holy uh, of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless.